That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black, 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, to think I wasted all those years worrying about what you thought. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Infinity Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. Kevin, still in Costa Rica, allegedly. We don't, we, he have been corresponding via text message with whoever has his phone. It may be Kevin, it may be somebody else, but... As far as we know, Kevin is alive and hopefully doing well in Costa Rica. He he said he was a game time decision this week, and then he bailed, uh, which is not uncommon when he's a game time decision, uh, which happens fairly frequently. But anyway, we will move on without him because we have a jam-packed show today. Before we get into the main episode, I do want to follow up on something we talked about in the last episode with whether there were any hawks that went to Eden Hall. Mm. Now, at Greg Van Riper on Twitter pointed out that there is a brown on the varsity in D3, which is he's absolutely correct. You can see him walking off the screen uh, at the or walking to the locker room at the end of the movie. And that brown wears number three on varsity. The Hawks, there was also a Brown, sneakily underrated, I would say, on the Hawks. I believe he scores a couple goals in the championship game, um, is involved in a lot of stuff. And, yeah, I it would be interesting because uh, obviously you have a very common, um, very common last name there. Could it be a brother? You know, could you have like a senior freshman type deal? Or could it be that just Brown let frogged all the Mighty Ducks? Eden Hall wanted to keep him, and he makes it um, to the Eden Hall varsity ahead of the Mighty Ducks. A lot of questions I don't know if we have any answers to, but I'm willing to bet one way or another there is a Brown or a Brown family that both played for the Hawks and went to Eden Hall. So the evidence bears this out. But anything, anything, Tommy, that um, caught your ear with that explanation? Or can we move on? Um, it is a common last name. Um, well, I'll give him that. But, you know, I, I think there's definitely some connection there. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that, yes, there is some kind of there's definitely Hawk Eden Hall crossover in some capacity. Um, we know that Gordon went to Eden Hall. Gordon was a Hawk. That's no coincidence that the best junior hockey team or the peewee hockey team winds up at the best prep school in the area. I mean, there's got to be a, a very rich pipeline there. Yeah. My my early, I guess my best guess is that this is a brother. Like this is a senior Brown and then the younger Brown either went to Eden Hall as a non-hockey player or just went to public school. But we don't have any evidence one way or another there. And until they, you know, release the raw footage from the documentaries, I don't know if we're ever going to figure this out. So 
Let's maybe we'll on. get some kind of like um we'll get a new novelization of like game changers or something <laughs> and they'll have like the family tree at the back you know um the uh the game of thrones series books they have those they're all very complicated and i think we need that from uh the showrunners we need an official novel mm -hmm. of mighty ducks universe that's redone re-released and we need to have uh conclusive um and indisputable family trees in the back yeah yes that would help us a lot let's move on now to the topic at hand uh i guess real quick before then tommy just a warrior battling COVID and coming on the pod. Something uh, that Kevin, a non-COVID, at least as far as we know, is not doing. So uh, all credit goes to Tommy there. Yes, I do currently. Um, I tested positive for COVID a week ago. I do feel mostly fine. Um, I think that's 100% because of the, uh, the vaccine and booster I got. Um, so I encourage everyone to do so if, that, uh, if you're medically able. Yeah, Emilio. Uh, speaking of Emilio, let's move on. We are going to we've we've done this podcast for I think this is three hundred and sixteen episodes, something like that, and we're going all the way back to episode one. We're revisiting things. We have some new evidence, obviously, with game changers, and we are revisiting our topic from episode one. That episode was whether Gordon Bombay really learned anything. Uh, my argument was essentially I was against it. I don't think he learned anything. He got ringers. He pulled Adam Banks away from his friends. He was trying to bang Charlie's mom. He did all that stuff in the name of just winning a small Pee Wee championship. Tommy, you were you were for it. You said you know he wasn't necessarily perfect, but he was doing these things for the kids. You know he stayed with the team after the community service was over. Um, so those are sort of the gist of our arguments. Kevin, Kevin, you know, he was pretty drunk in the early days, so he was just kind of there. I don't know if he ever picked a side, but we have some new evidence. Obviously, that one we were talking specifically about D1. We also have D2 and D3, and then we have obviously Game Changers and the story of Game Changers. And now we know kind of that the you know the Bombay saga is ending here he's not going to be in season two it doesn't look good for the future seasons so I think it's time to really fully revisit this and see one way or another whether Gordon Bombay that experience with the Mighty Ducks really taught him anything over the years um Tommy do you still have a similar feeling yeah and again and I guess thinking back to I guess what I said seven years ago, whenever it was, <laughs> um, you know, things are not always just black and white. It's not yes, no, you're good, you're bad. You know, you're either a, a saint or, a, you know, a devil or whatever. Um, but I think Bombay still leans more toward the like learning something. Um, but obviously we can kind of debate some things like a couple of things I want to bring up in Game Changers specifically. It's like, you know, he doesn't want to get involved with coaching and then he gets involved. Um, he's owning an ice rink. Um, I think we'll talk more about how he was a college coach and he claims he was let go because he was like helping out a kid, but was he helping out a kid really just to help the team win? So I, I do think he still learned something, but I mean, some people are just, are going to be gray their entire life. And I think Gordon Bombay is that kind of gray character especially like 
we look at uh, Game Changer season one, there was no like him making a play for Evan's mom. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely say he's learned something in that regard. Um, and he, um, but you know, at the same time, he's not keeping in t- contact with the Ducks. So I think this is gonna be a good debate. Um, but I, I think there's just a lot of evidence for being like, he's, he's n- nowhere near perfect, but I still believe that he did learn something. Yeah. The Evans mom thing is a fair point. Um, you know, I feel like a younger Bombay maybe would have been a little more forceful there. So yeah, when I look back on it, so D2, you know, D2 kind of also benefits him. He obviously comes around in the end, you know, you know, to say, to come back together with the team, but he's mostly about himself in D2. And then D3, he jumps ship, leaves the Ducks. Obviously, he thinks they're in a good situation. You could argue that, but he does sort of leverage the Ducks kind of like, you know, an AAU coach leverages their star player to go on to bigger and better things. Um, so I would say a shady AAU coach. I'm sure there are good ones out there. But anyway, so he has that. And then we come back to Game Changers. He's a surly guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to coach. And that might be the biggest uh, question mark. Like, why does he get back into it? Does he get back into it because he wants to help these kids? Does he get back into it because he does see something with Al or Evan's mom, Alex, and he's just slow playing it? That's like sort of the toughest thing, but... My my one thing that makes me think, you know, he went all these years without really doing it. He sells, he helped this poor kid with some cash. He obviously gets violated. We talked about this in the last episode. I don't think that's a one-time thing. I think he finally sort of got caught. Who knows if this kid really couldn't afford tape and he, you know, that he was that poor. Uh, I do think Bombay sort of twists things in his mind to make it him... Um, seem like the good guy or seem like the victim. So, yeah, do you believe that, uh, you know, it it was a really poor kid, he helped him with some cash, and that was, you know, a sort of Robin Hood-esque way of losing his job, and and he's sort of a anti-hero, I guess? Yeah. um, I don't see him as, uh, I, I don't see that as an isolated incident like the one time you gave a kid some tape for his, his stick. Cause he was poor. You got caught. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and really if you're a good enough coach, why are you connected to that? Like you're gonna be like, that's just a misunderstanding, you know? Um, so I think there's more there that he kind of was forced to resign or he, re- because of other things. Um, but you can also argue that, look, you know, this is before name image likeness, you know, not everyone comes from an affluent background. We all know that. Then there probably are players who need a leg up and is it done purely because it's going to help you win or because it's the right thing to do in the grand scheme of things, combination of both. And that's really, it is. It's like a win-win. This is going to help me win. It's going to help the kid win. We all win. Um, And you can kind of go back to D3 actually where Bombay shows up. Does he really need to show up to be the lawyer for in D3? Nope. But at the same time, 
maybe things aren't going well, Junior Goodwill Games. Maybe he wants to get back into law. That's going to make him look good, helps the kids. So, you know, you can argue that Bombay does things to, to benefit himself. Um, but it seems like the things they're doing are also benefiting others. So, you know, unless he, like, dies in the beginning of season two where it's like, oh, he jumped in front of a train to save someone. <laughs> then you can be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a pretty selfless act. But, you know, I, I still think it's pretty gray, but I think he's learned something. But at the same time, he's always going to have that in him to, like, go for the W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Like, you got to take it uh, into account his upbringing, you know, where he was sort of taught to go for the W. His dad dies early on, so he's, his only father figure is really Riley. And, and, he's, and he's, you know, also spends time with Hans, who's a notorious drug kingpin. Like, what kind of morality <laughs> is he really going to get, you know, in, in some substances, you know? And I'm not saying that there aren't drug dealers with a heart of gold, but, you know, you know let's, let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a mitigating factor, but at a certain point, you're like an adult, and you sort of start to realize, you know... You know the difference between right and wrong. Right, and you realize, okay, when you're, you know, when you're young, whatever you're going through in your childhood is kind of like normal to you, and then you grow up, you meet other people, understand they had different experiences, and I think start to piece together, okay, like, I had a really great childhood, or I had a terrible childhood, so... Yeah, I think Bombay at a certain point can't just rely on his past there. The D3 thing showing up for Charlie and the Ducks, that is that is a great point. Like, he doesn't need to do that. I guess it's a question of how much you think he did this to, you know, try to get on Charlie. Did he think Charlie's mom, he, he still had a chance with Charlie's mom. Obviously, Charlie's mom gets remarried in d2 we don't see the dad it's possible that was a short you know short-lived marriage or whatever happened there we don't know the full story so i could see him thinking this was benefit him and my other sort of thing is like obviously charlie doesn't like bombay you know he wasn't there in in game changers charlie doesn't like bombay says he wasn't there for him all all these years but the ducks that do show up do look back fondly on those days. So it might morph into a different question. Like even if Bombay was doing this for himself and didn't learn anything, is that okay? Because he did have a positive experience with these kids. You know, Bombay, modern day Oscar Schindler, who just wanted to become like a rich businessman. That's why he was saving people. Um, but, you know, obviously that's incredibly tongue-in-cheek and offensive. Um, but, no, it's um, – I'm also thinking back in D3 when Bombay shows up, essentially gets Charlie back in school Eden Hall. Mm. That's, that's pretty altruistic. Um, and thinking back to about, I guess, Connie and Guy saying, oh, we, like, named our kid after you. It's, like, it's probably still pretty prevalent in their life, you got to think, until, you know, this big rift or whatever happened. Um, and so, yeah, it's like Bombay was he all good? I don't know, maybe, but it seems like he did a lot of good for people, like an Oscar Schindler. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, something to think about. Should they make a, a like a a Bombay's list movie <laughs> where he he picks the kids who are gonna make his team? Um, 
again, I'm being uh, deliberately offensive there. Um, but that's what our, our listeners grow to expect. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, naming the kid after Bombay is a big, like, that's, you know, they have three kids. Like, you know, you pick a name three times. That's, like, their name for the rest. Like, that's a big honor. So, yeah, you would figure they at least had some contact with Bombay afterwards, which would, you know, lend some credence to Bombay, you know, being a good guy. And I do wonder, A, when Hans died, and B, like, how that affected him. Or Jan, I guess. Hans Hans dies in D3, but Jan um because Jan leaves him the ice rink maybe he gets over his head once he's in the ice rink and sort of loses touch with everybody else but he's you know he's going on these he's yeah you know he's in college he's probably got like a secretary that can respond to him how much is he even you know writing his own emails to these kids and stuff like that there I yeah there's more questions even though we have sort of all the information there's more questions here but the the point about the kid is is tough to argue just because unless unless it was like they looked back so fondly on on their limited experience with him and just sort of like the name Gordon Bombay you know Jermaine just like the name Gordon and we're like oh yeah that was a good guy it's, um, it's a fine name I'm not like cringing at it you know if I met a Gordon I'd be like okay cool you know um, it's not like some of these uh, some names you hear you might cringe a little bit. You know, Mike can tell you all about that with his two children. <laughs> so he has a lot of kids' names that he hears. Um, but his his kids' names are great, so don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter, Mark, Florek, and Dave Carp Florek uh, for girls. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. But uh, and if you're gonna name a kid after a Mighty Ducks character, it's like, you know, Gordon. Yeah. Not a bad one. Yeah. It could be a little Gordy, and then you know he gets older. He can choose between Gordy and Gordon. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not. But that is something we we thought about a lot. Like when you're little, you sort of have a name, and then like, can you be a professional name too, and and stuff like that. So I think it checks those boxes. Yeah, like like Mike. Did you um Michael, Mikey, Mike? Were you called any of those, or was it always Mike? I was called all of them. I, yeah, I was Mikey, you know, when I was real little. Uh, especially my family would call me Mikey a lot. And then, yeah, became Mike. And then people call me Michael now. Um, I don't really care whether you call me Michael or Mike. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's important. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to, you know, get the lowdown from Connie or Gee. And they could really tell us, you know, their thinking behind that Gordon Bombay name. But if we go back to the question at hand, will the way Bombay's exit make a difference uh, for you? Whether, you know, we, in terms of answering this question, like, did he learn anything? I, I think so. I mean, cause essentially however it's done, that's Canon, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we can, we can, we will debate like, Oh, maybe <laughs> they lied about it, you know, or, you know, the death was under mysterious circumstances, but you know, like, I'm just saying if they were to kill him off or whatever, but yeah, however they do the exit, if it's like, yo, he's just, he's just not here, you know, that's going to it'll be a cop out. But if they like killed him off, like, how did he die? It's like, that's like a huge thing. Um, so it'll definitely play into it. It might've been like, oh, he died in prison. He was arrested for, um, you know, essentially a, a string of murders. So it's like, yeah, that'll, that'll kind of, <laughs> 
paint a picture in my head of whether he was good or bad. Um, but, but yeah, I think definitely, and I think the, the showrunners have a huge responsibility to, to ensure that we can um, have some very good episodes later this fall about whether Bombay is alive, whether or not he can come back and that kind of thing. And then that's also the question is, do you leave it open-ended or not? You know, um, or is it like, look, he's gone. He's never coming back. Get over it. Because mm-hmm. um, if you think about when characters die, it's like, oh, is Dumbledore actually going to be coming back in like the last Harry Potter book or whatever? Or, you know, it's um, now in Star Wars, it seems like they're bringing everyone back. They brought back Darth Maul. They brought back Emperor Palpatine. It's like, what the fuck, you know? Um, so yeah, so we'll see. So uh, assuming we'll get Gordon back with like a like a double-edged lightsaber or something in, in season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we've talked about that crossover before. So yeah, but but Mike, what do you think? Like, do you do you have your mind made up right now, or like looking at realistic possibilities for what they they say about Bombay in season two? Like, do you think is that going to like impact whether or not he learned anything? Yeah. I, I would. I don't think it will impact anything. Um, I mean, obviously, if they if they put him in prison, that'd be incredible, and that might in, impact things. But I, I do think it's going to be like a lame way for them to go out. I think they're just going to sort of pass over it. So, you know, I think they're going to be like, oh, we're all going to California, and like, oh, Gordon's going to stay here and watch the rink, and they're not even going to really address it again. Or, you know, Gordon sold the ice palace or the ice palace got shut down or whatever because of the building issues and and gordon went and he moved um to you know he moved upstate or he moved to florida or something he, and they're just gonna sort of move him away and and we're gonna sort of focus on the new characters so assuming it's lame like that I, I think it sort of it gives a little bit of credence to like he didn't learn anything because he just sort of dipped on him he just was like oh that's far away i can't stay in contact with you or like hey my work is done i'm moving so that sort of leaves leaves credence credence to yeah gordon bombay he did this thing to sort of make him feel good about himself and and maybe helped people along the way but it was more about him and like how he felt and he needed to get out of a rut and he did it and then once he got out of this rut he abandoned them all and and left again so that's my feeling on that, but I guess your final, your final verdict, like, did Gordon Bombay really learn anything in this journey of the Mighty Ducks? Did he learn anything? Yes. Could he have learned more? Also, yes. And maybe, maybe people won't like that answer. Kevin certainly wouldn't. <laughs> But uh, but Kevin's on a beach in Costa Rica sipping a margarita or something like that. Um, so Kevin certainly hasn't learned anything. Um, <laughs> no, he was drunk on episode one. And he's probably drunk wherever he is now as we're recording episode 316 or whatever it is. Um, but no, yeah, he um, he learned something. But um, I think that uh, he's one of those truly amazing characters, you know, where you can uh, you can discuss him. Um, yeah, it's like one of the, the greatest um, fictional characters of all time, you know, right up there with, uh, with the Darth Vader of the, uh, the world. Yeah. For me, if it's a yes or no question, I would lean more towards the no, but I think like you said, it's, it's more of a gray area. I do think, 
I think he learned a little bit, but I I think he sort of warped it in his mind that he was learning things, but he was still doing things very selfishly for his gain. And they ended up helping people. So like, is that learning something or not? I think is up for debate. But like, yeah, I he obviously the you know, the coming back in D three and it seems like he did, you know, have a real relationship with Charlie beyond just his mom, especially if the mom was remarried and stayed remarried. And then like the Alex thing, maybe that was like learning from the past where not to jump in it too fast. Or that was just experience where he was like, I got to slow play this as if this is like ever going to work for me. Cause so uh, maybe he was just reading the tea leaves there, but yeah, I guess my final verdict would be no ish. Um, no ish. Yeah. He sort of, he he continued doing stuff for himself, but it ended up helping people. So there was some positive benefit, even though he didn't learn anything. But I'm interested to hear what the Quackalites think. I think there will be a lot of debate around this one as we go forward. Um, let's move on now to the Quack question. And this comes via the Discord from Cats Fan in Ohio. Another sort of game changers theorizing i think i'm just getting excited about game changers i think we're, we're a few months out uh right now this comes from cat fan in ohio as i said um i won't do the whole quick question spiel this time i'll just say he says is coach riley's downfall the reason the hawks are so bad in game changers were there massive sanctions for hitting kids in the heads with sticks after the title run ended what a psycho yeah i mean i i, I would assume the downfall came in a long sort of, I don't think it was like right away, you know, where the Hawks lost that, lost that championship game. And then um, it just all went downhill. But if he did end up really cutting everybody from the team, it'd be hard to find replacements. And I think just sort of the, the legend and the dynasty and the mystique sort of wore off over time. But what are your thoughts, Tommy? I don't know. I, I think it's a good question about like, what does the next year look like, you know, for the Hawks? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like, um, like after the, uh, they lose the Ducks and I kind of feel like Riley comes back and then quits in the middle of the season. And that's yeah. like the true downfall and they can never, they never regain their, their true glory. Um, and it's like, you know, that's, that's happened. You know, if you look at sports teams, it's like, Oh, like this team, they were dominant in the eighties the or nineties. Now they're nothing. And maybe there was a, a scandalous coach that happened. And also, you know, it's clear that the uh, the district lines were um, were being fudged mm. for Riley's Hawks. So now they're like, hey, got to pay more attention. So maybe those Adina kids are now spreading out a little bit more. Yeah. So you don't just have all these like affluent ringers who have been playing hockey since they were three and have all the best equipment, best nutrition, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Riley seems to indicate that, you know, the the lines were drawn incorrectly that one year. Um, and then, you know, they were going to go back to the board and redraw the lines correctly. But you would figure, obviously, with, you know, population changes and stuff like that, they would want to redraw the district lines to make it somewhat fair. So I do think that is a good point. I think the lines shift and maybe, you know, the core of the Hawks dynasty gets split up into different districts. Um, 
Yeah, the question of after the season after, I don't think it's possible Riley could cut everybody. Um, and like I don't, I don't think he would want to do that. I think that was just sort of an empty threat. He probably cut some kids, but um, yeah, I could see him. I could see him sort of being done with it, realizing the time is now quitting, and yeah, it all goes downhill. I like that. I like it all. So, I think that is the question. Obviously. Uh, there's a question about sanctions. I think Riley was, it was the early 90s. I think if Riley did it now, yeah, he would probably be fired. But I don't think there would be too many. Maybe there's like a little bit of sanctions if this came out about, you know, he was fudging the district lines. But I think he just sort of bows out before things start to hit the fan there. So uh, you got to wonder, like, what's like the board of directors like for this league and how often, like, yeah, because like the first thing Ryan, like Ryan or Riley says to uh, Bombay is like, "You got a kid on the team or something?" It's like, mm-hmm. so you got to figure most of the coaches are parents, right? Right. And so, you know, except for Riley, who I guess, well, I don't know, maybe he's got a ton of kids. You know, maybe he's <laughs> uh, he picks a mom every year, and you know, I don't know. But we we can and we will and we have talked about this, but uh, you know, we need to get um. You know, if there's a pause after Game Changer season two, we need to get like the Hawks prequel we all deserve. Um, and I, I know Mike will will email Brill about this um, and and get it in development. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to get on that. But that is a good point. Riley obviously knows the board, so maybe yeah, uh, maybe there should have been some sanctions. But you know, Riley's been in this league for 20 years coaching Pee Wee, so he probably knows everybody. I, I really would have hoped the Star Tribune would have um, gotten, you know, involved once the uh, the Ducks win and kind of kind of into the how did this happen, you know, mm-hmm. kind of Ducks uh, up and the Hawks because you got to feel like there was a really good feature about Bombay after they win or something because right. otherwise how does Hendricks how is he on the radar of Hendricks right you know this is you know pre-internet so yeah and and let's play hockey was putting them on the front page like every other day so. Lot, yeah, that's a good point. A lot of fanfare. Ducks end up winning. And, you know, when, when things start to go bad, that's when the leaks come out. And, yeah, maybe, like we said, Riley knows a lot of people. Maybe he gets out before it really gets bad. Um, and then, you know, under the new leadership, the Hawks go down. I like that a lot. I think that is the answer. I like that. So that is it for us quackattack.com go there contact us at quackattackpod on twitter facebook.com slash quackattackpod go to itunes give us five stars tell us whether you think bombay really learned anything at all in this whole 20 plus year mighty duck experience and thanks to our producers we love you guys Uh, josh continues to be the newest producer and if you want to join him there's a link in the show notes Helps keep the lights on. We really appreciate it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs>